Happy Sabbath, everyone. I'm happy to say that we all got back home safely from the Philippine mission trip. And I have a, a group of us that's going to share this morning. So we have a packed program. So I'm going to start off with our Anita from our church. She's not here with us, but she's going to be on video sharing her testimony. And people are going to follow, followed by a video presentation and more people sharing their testimony. So hope you enjoy. Thank you. This is Anita, greetings from the Philippines. The past week, I have had the privilege to be able to serve on a medical mission trip to various provinces here in my home country, the Philippines. I've always had this strong desire to go on a love mission action. <clears throat> But every time I applied for one, I had to pull out because of certain circumstances. But finally, the Lord has allowed me to go on one, and I can say, and I can say that I am truly blessed by this experience. Our medical mission group composed of one doctor, dentist, nurses, and with a few volunteers like myself. We traveled to Tacloban, which experienced a lot of rains not too long ago, and spent three days there. Cebu for overnight trip, as well as Iloilo and Capiz. This is my first time traveling with people I don't know so well. But after the trip, we were close as a family. I aided the optical part of the group and was able to talk to many people learning about their circumstances. What was a real eye-opener for me? How content they are, the things they have. Even though they seem poor in many people's eyes, they were rich in heart and was pretty happy. Not to mention, their food was really, really good. I was able to see God's work through and around us on this mission trip. Even though we were short on staff, we were able to serve 400 to 600 people with every staff because of some volunteers from its province. What a miracle God gave to us. This experience made me see behind the scenes of soul winning in a medical mission field and how self-sacrificial you must be to serve the Lord and His people. Please continue praying for this group and the missions they do here in the Philippines. Thank you for listening, church family, and may you have a blessed Sabbath. Bye. Hi, everyone. My name's Amber Holden. I work with Dr. M. Um, I'm very thankful I was able to go on this mission trip. I've been wanting to go for a while, but I was either pregnant or breastfeeding. 
this time he invited me and told me that Claire was going, who's also a mom of three young girls. And after that invitation, I felt God speaking to me, letting, letting me know that he wanted me to go on this trip. Um, we have two boys, a one and a half and a three and a half year old. I thought it was gonna be hard to be away from them for 11 days, but in fact, I was so busy serving the Lord. Um, I didn't have time to think about myself or uh, missing my kids. I did cry once, but that was on our free day when we weren't busy. Um, Despite the difficult circumstances that the people of the Philippines live in, they have so much joy and they're filled with an undeniable faith. Uh, Reminds me that uh, happiness does not come from material things, but from our relationships with other people and from a strong sense of community. Um, While we were there, we were able to provide dental dental care, minor surgeries, medications, and we prayed with a lot of people. Um, So many people had an impact on me, but um, I'll talk about two of them. One was a 12-year-old girl who had burn scars from the back of her left knee up to her left buttock. Um, I was in the minor surgery area when she came up to me to show me. uh, When she pulled up her long shorts, she covered both eyes and started crying uncontrollably. I could see that she was ashamed and embarrassed by these scars. Um, Although we couldn't do anything for her uh, physically, I knew that God wanted me to pray with her. And it reminds me that a lot of us have scars on the outside and some on the inside, um, but God often uses us in our struggles to bring them closer to him. And I know that he has a purpose for her. um, And I know that he's going to use her to be a blessing to so many others. And there was another woman named Emmeline, who's a missionary. Her uh, Catholic family is from Rojas City, the last city that we had clinic in. Uh, When they found out she was Seventh-day Adventist, they shunned her from the family. So she moved to Manila to be with her husband and kids. And there uh, she serves so selflessly. Uh, She works, she has a diabetes clinic where she um, checks people's glucose once a week. After about five visits, she'll invite them to church. And last year alone, um, God has used her to bring over uh, 90 people to accept Christ um, last year alone. So I know Dr. M helps support her ministry. He says it's a small price to pay for the salvation of even one life. And um, I hope that we all pray that God will continue to bless her in her ministry. And she also um, counsels women who are victims of sexual abuse. And I can't imagine how difficult it is to hear the horrible situations they've been through, but she is filled with um, just an energy that I've never seen before because I know God is working through her, and these women, the only thing that will ever heal them is the love of Jesus, and thankful that she's able to share that with them. Uh, Thankful I was able to go on this trip. It was very inspiring, and it definitely changed me, and I hope that I'm a better wife and mom and provider because of it. And if anybody has been thinking about going or on the fence, I hope that you go because it'll be life-changing and I promise you won't regret it. (laughs) Hi, my name is Amy Sanchez and um, I also work with Dr. M and Amber. And this is actually my second time going to the Philippines in the past two months. Um, When I went 
on the Philippines trip in July, I was just so impacted by just the hospitality and the joy and the humility of the people there, and I couldn't wait to go back in September. Um, and I was so blessed to be able to go on this trip. Um, it was just so amazing to see how God orchestrated it all for it all to work out. It's nothing that I could have done on my own, so I'm just so grateful to him for that. Um, when I went in September, um, I was surprised at how many people remembered me, uh, even by name. And um, even though I was halfway across the world from my home, it really felt like a homecoming or like a family reunion. I was just so blessed. Um, I think one of my favorite parts of both the July and the September trips was just being able to worship and just pray with not only members of um, the ministry team, but also with um, the other members of the church there in the Philippines. There's just something about singing songs and praying with people um, all over the world. It just reminds you of just how big the church is and also just of how amazing and great our God is. Um, traveling the world to serve in Christ's name is such a privilege, and I hope to be able to have the opportunity to do it many more times in the future. Um, and I also encourage you guys, if you um, feel that the Lord is leading you to go on one of these trips, definitely do that. It's such a blessing. And it definitely takes you out of your comfort zone in a lot of ways. Um, but coming from someone who's very type A and um, doesn't like change very much, I'm living proof that God will give you just the ability and the flexibility to just embrace the uncertainty and the spontaneity of the mission field. Um, so if if I can do it, then you can too, by the Lord's help. Um, thank you guys, and God bless. Happy Sabbath, everyone. One tooth. <laughs> That's what I kept telling Dr. M. My goal is to pull one tooth on this trip, and then I will sit in pharmacy, I will wash whatever I need. I will take out the garbage, but one tooth. That's, that was my goal. Um, I wound up pulling many teeth. I wound up having surgery, minor surgery being my favorite uh, rotation when we were in the Philippines. I am a weak stomached psychologist. <laughs> and so when I decided, when God told me, actually, I didn't decide anything. I felt the calling to go on the mission trip after the July service, when everyone came back and talked about their experience, I felt God telling me that I needed to go. I've got three young kids, um, my youngest being almost 16 months back there. That was a really hard decision to make, um, but God was telling me I needed to go, and um, I talked to my husband about it, and I prayed about it, and he said, you know what, you sound perfectly sure that this is what you're supposed to do, so you need to go. Um, Dr. M kept telling me that we were going to open up a clinic, a counseling clinic um, over there, and I laughed it off because who would, you know, how could I benefit anyone with counseling when I can't see them over a period of time? I might see them for 10 minutes or 20 minutes and then never see them again. Um, so it wound up being that in the last three uh, villages that we visited, I started a counseling clinic. Um, and it was amazing to be able to sit with these people. We started off every visit with prayer 
and we ended with prayer. And at the end of each session, I'll go ahead and call it a session, at the end of each session, um, almost every person said how much it helped them. And the translators were telling me how much it helped them too. <laughs> so with every person I was ministering to, I was also ministering to the translators and giving them coping skills. Um, the reason why we chose to open up the counseling clinic was because the last three villages we went to, uh, they said that in the islands, they have the second highest rate of suicide. So that, when I heard someone saying that on Sabbath during uh, a sermon, I knew that I had to start a counseling clinic and Dr. M, there he is saying, I told you, <laughs> I didn't think it was going to happen. So um, God used me in a lot of different ways. I was able to counsel where I didn't think I was going to be able to counsel. Um, in future years, I hope that we can have a counseling clinic at every mission. I won't be able to go to all of them, but um, even if there's not a counselor there, we need people to go and pray with these folks because a lot of them have they're not living a life that they're happy with. And prayer helps so much. And just giving them a little bit, you know, few tips to be able to get through the next day, they'll be able to use that for years. Um, it was really, really a blessing to be able to do that. Um, and for those of you who are thinking, well, I don't have anything to bring to a medical mission trip. I think the, the word medical mission is scary if you're not in the medical field. I was really, really worried because of my weak stomach. I can't hear someone talk about a broken bone. I'm like, stop it. I can't do it. Um, but I wound up doing surgeries. And it really is the truth that God will allow us to do anything if we're trusting in him and if we're letting him take control. I came back and told my husband what I did. I did sutures. I, like, popped cysts and everything, which is so, like, not me. <laughs> it's not anything I thought I'd be able to do. And my husband was shocked. Um, it's just amazing what God can do when you let him work through you. So I encourage every single person in here, if you've ever had an inkling of a thought of, I want to go on this mission, please go on this mission. Um, for me, it was a follow-up in July that led to a trip in September, so I could work on my impulse <laughs> to just sign up and go. It was a short time. I know it's riskier having an entire year before the next mission, but I urge you to talk to Dr. M today. Let him know that you want to go. Start saving. Start fundraising. God will use you in ways that you have no idea, because he did that for me, and I know he did it for many of the other people on our trip. So thank you for listening to my message. If you guys have more questions or anything, you're feel, feel free to ask any of us. You can come and talk to me. But if you even have the slightest sliver of desire to go, I urge you to because God will change your life.
Hope is built on nothing less than Jesus. Sweetest friend, but holy trust in Jesus' name. blood and righteousness I dare not trust the sweetest friend 
Hello and happy Sabbath. Um, my name is Tara Wasmiller, and um, I was invited on the mission trip by Tay. Um, I'm, I help pull teeth on the mission trip. Um, and to be honest, before I went, I was a little bit nervous because uh, I've been on mission trips before, and uh, I kind of knew what was going to happen. And usually when I come back from these trips, you know, things go back to normal, and you lose weight because you get sick, and you know you don't really eat well, and you're working and sweating all day long, all night long. Um, but actually, on this trip, I didn't lose weight. It was actually the opposite. <laughs> so they really do. The hospitality was um, really such a blessing to see um, just how welcoming they were, and just to see how everyone worked together and was so helpful. Uh, it was a really it was just such an experience that I can't put into words. Um, you really need to be there for yourself to experience something like this. It's just the feelings are so overwhelming that it's, yeah, like I said, it's really hard to describe. So I highly encourage you, if God is leading you, um, to, to participate in a mission trip. Uh, I say go ahead and do it. Uh, you won't regret it. And God will use you just like he used each one of us.
Um, and so my husband and I went, uh, and we were both pulling teeth. Um, but on our way back, uh, the plane flight is kind of long, so didn't really feel like watching any movies on the plane. Um, it was really dark, people were sleeping, so you know, you're kind of left with your thoughts. So I was thinking, you know, what can I do at home to extend the service, you know, because service just doesn't end when the plane lands on the runway. So uh, I just found that this trip was very inspirational and encouraging for me to see what I could do at home in my community and in my neighborhood, in my place of work, how I could be a service to others. Uh, and it's just, um, it felt really good to emulate what Jesus did when he walked on this earth those thousands and thousands of years ago. So um, I highly encourage every one of you to think about it. If you ever get the opportunity, I would definitely recommend it. And I just want to leave with this um, passage that uh, was actually in the Sabbath School Quarterly. If any of you have been reading that, you might have read this already. Um, the temptation is that when we get together as a church, we become distracted with keeping the church itself going, forgetting that the church exists to serve the world in which God has placed it. As a church body, we must not ignore the suffering and evil that exists all around us. If Christ didn't ignore it, we must not either. We must be faithful to our mandate to preach the gospel, and along with that preaching comes the work of helping the oppressed, the hungry, the naked, and the helpless. Thank you. Good afternoon. Happy Sabbath. Uh, my name is Mike Wasmeller, and I was also one of the teeth pullers on the mission trip. And one of the things that stood out for me is the body of Christ, and especially in the Sabbath school lesson, and also in this daily reading, is I wanted to share some passages from 1 Corinthians 12 and also Romans 12, where in 1 Corinthians 12, it talks about the one body, but many parts, and that the body is a unit, though it is made up of many parts, and though all its parts are many, they form one body, so it is with Christ. And so one of the things that you see going on the mission trip, you go even though you're going as an individual, you're going collectively as a body. And everybody has a different role, whether it's playing with kids, praying with people, pulling teeth, doing cysts, whatever it is, everybody's got a different role to play. And so as people have said, sometimes you think about going on a mission trip, you're not so sure that you might be able to contribute or you don't have a certain skill set. But when you look at everything that went on, just with us going there and with everybody over there also preparing, you see how many different skill sets it takes to move the whole body forward. And that's kind of the same way it is with the church. 
everybody's got a different role. It's not just all medical doctors going or all dentists or all whoever. Everybody's got a role to play. And later on in the passage in 1 Corinthians, where it says, the eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. We all need each other, not just on the mission trip, but in the church as well, to move the whole body together as a unit, to bring people in and to show them Christ, because that's what Christ came to do for us. He came to show us heaven, and he calls us to go out and show heaven to others. And so going on the mission trips is it's an inspiration and it's an encouragement. And also, like my wife was saying, once the technical mission trip is over, the work doesn't end. It still keeps going on in our daily lives. And that the mission trip is an experience that, as others have also said before, it's something that I think is very good if not necessary to experience because you see it in a totally different way. And when you go there to serve, you realize how much you're also being served by the people and all the things that they do for, for us. Because when we were there for the time that we were there, they, we ate better there than at home. So, I mean, it was three full meals a day, almost like clockwork. And it was good food. I mean, you're not gonna get fresher mangoes or mangosteens, but then you see, you see the gratitude that they have and how they reciprocate it. And so it's just, uh, it's, it's something, like I said, that you experience, and then when you come home, try to reciprocate that and bring that into Whatever, whatever we do at home, at work, wherever we are. So if there's ever an opportunity, I highly encourage you to go because whatever you can offer, it will be utilized and used. Christine Pham. I work with Dr. M and um, Amber and the other scribes at Rancho Family and just wanted to share that this past mission trip was my very first medical mission trip. Um, I didn't really know what quite to expect. I knew that I would have to bring my own toilet paper <laughs> and I was looking forward to eating a lot of good food and spending time with the locals and my co-workers but I just wanted to say that it was an incredibly fun and memorable and especially fulfilling and humbling trip. Uh, I definitely learned a lot about myself, my relationship with God. I, before going, I was, I've been applying out of medical school and um, I've been under a lot of stress and I questioned God about several things and I just, I was doubting him and so I felt called to go on this trip. Um, and there, I just, seeing the, the hospitality of the people there and 
seeing and witnessing, you know, God's love in action through through my team members and through all of the local volunteers, I I just felt a lot closer to him, and um, it's it's a trip that I would 100% recommend you going if you have any reservations at all. I hope that video inspired you to go. Um, any worries at all that you may have, just I, I encourage you to trust in him and um, to follow his calling, and you definitely won't regret it. Um, happy Sabbath. My name is Valeria Quintero. I am a medical scribe at Rancho Family, and I work with Dr. M and some of the other providers there. Uh, so I've gone on other medical trips um, before this trip. However, they've never been with a church or um, any other uh, religion or anything like that. So. With the other trips, um, the experience that I had, I kind of knew what to expect, and I knew, um, you know, what I was gonna have to go through, and not having to carry like heavy items, um, medical equipment, having to move around a lot. So I knew, okay, don't have high expectations um, as far as the work goes. Um, but before the trip, I was filling out medical school applications and I was reading my personal statements and I was reading the everything else and I was like, well, am I good enough to be a doctor? Am I good enough to apply? And I got on Reddit and I started reading all the other posts that other med students um, and pre-med students were posting. I was like, okay, this was not a good idea. So then, um, I submitted all my applications before the trip, and as we were going, um, a few things started happening. Uh, when I was on the plane and we were flying and I was looking out the window, I started seeing like, okay, this is gonna be a good experience. This is gonna be my make or break. This is what's gonna help me decide if I wanna do medical and just be a doctor or if I should just go the research route and just do research for the rest of my life. So while we were out there, um, I had many, many moments where I was like, okay, this is definitely what I wanna do with my life. This is helping people and providing medical care and health education and telling people like this, informing them of their health conditions and um, doing procedures on them and later on like praying with them after a procedure or you know, if they come to you with a complaint, because we do triage patients, so we'll do like minor consultations. Um, and, you know, s sometimes some things are out of our hands and we can't do much. Well, even a small prayer, every single person that we saw was so thankful afterwards. And they were like, thank you so much. You don't know how much this means to me. They, they would tell the translators and the translators would tell us and I would just, feel like this overwhelming warmness in my heart. And I think while I was there, it was the first time in many, many years that I felt complete peace and happiness because I wasn't worried about 
anything else. My main focus was to just take care of patients and take care of people. And coming back, I was like, okay, God, this is what you want me to do. You threw another puzzle, um, another piece to my puzzle, and I'm gonna work on it. So anyone who, any younger or older people who are interested in the medical field or interested in changing um, career paths or you know, just need some sort of sign to help them decide what they wanna do with their lives and how they wanna serve God, I highly encourage you to go. It's a very life-changing experience. Thank you. I guess after everyone spoke, I don't need to ask anyone to go anymore. <laughs> no. um, I just want to share two stories from this trip and the impact that God has on all of us if we have a little faith to allow him to work. One of the things I want to talk about is church building. You know, we've been going to Philippines for the last eight years, and we've built a lot of churches. And you saw one of them that was built in an area that was never, it's like frontier mission. There was no churches there from our church. It was church planting, and it was wonderful to see. On the second day of our mission trip, we were at that village and you saw us, you saw a building that was made of bamboo shoot, bamboo trees. That was one of our churches there. Now that church, about two, three years ago, had an evangelistic series. And they told me a hundred people accepted Christ at that area, that village. But they didn't have a church. So they all dispersed. And I said, oh, wow, what could we do? So that church, because of the structure over there, a church building, a physical church building is important to them. So we said, the local elder that owns that land where that church is, he's willing to give 50 meters by 50 meters. It's a big piece of lot to build a church. So we're praying that with your help, with everyone who's interested in helping build churches, that by next year, they'll have a church there and they could come and worship like we can in a solid building where they could be happy to bring other people and say, this is the house of God. So pray for that church. Um, and we will be working with them while we're here. And so it's exciting when we do go back to be able to see these churches. We are, I just did this some counting and we're gonna be probably working on three, probably four churches this coming year over there while we're here. And so we will be fundraising, whatever support you could give, give to Philippine Mission. All the money will go to helping them. None of us stays here. All our volunteers, we all raised our own money we all went on, all, on our own dime. None of the money that you, know, you donate to the Philippines went for any of our airfare or anything else like that. So, so remember, you know, a little bit goes a long ways over there. Second story. During the time we were there, the six clinic visits that we had, we saw over 3,000 patients. One day, the fourth day, 
we were able to see like 970 patients. And we were going, Lord, how could we do this? You know, and it is not because of anything great that we could do. It's only because of what God does through you. He allowed people in the community to come and help us. He brought doctors from the community clinics to come while we were there. He even provided a bus, a dental bus to come and help the dental group. So a combined effort of our church family here, the people that went, our church family there, and the community getting together, we were able to accomplish a lot. And I'm reminded of the, of the miracle that Christ performed when he fed 5,000. You go, how in the world is it possible to feed 5,000 from just a few loaves of bread and, and fish? But he did. And afterwards, you can say, hey, we got all this leftover. Well, if we have a little bit of faith, 900, 1,000, 2,000, 3,000, it doesn't matter. God can do as much through you if you allow him to. And as everyone said, they all had reservations on what they're going to do, what their talents were. But during this trip, God reveals many talents that you may not know. So, you know, I told my team, I'm sorry because you have more talents that God has given you, and now you're responsible for them. Amen? <laughs> So that is how it is. That is God, how God works. And we were blessed, and we will continue to work in the Philippines. We will go back as long as we're able to. And, uh, and I encourage everyone to continue to pray for them. There are a lot of patients that we saw that are going to keep getting treatments while we're here. But uh, God is, is so good. And the whole purpose of us going is to show God's love. You know, if we did all these things and we didn't show love in action, God's love, then we have failed. But the people that we work with, the people that will continue to work there and the Bible workers, they will follow up. The church will be blessed and uh, God will be glorified with everything we do. So thank you for listening. Thank you for, for supporting. Thank you for your prayers. Let's, let's bow our heads for prayer. Our loving Father in heaven, what can we say? You're awesome. Thank you for showing us how to live, how to go out and serve. And thank you for sending your son to be the ultimate example for how we should live our lives. Lord, I pray that you will be with us here at this church. Help us to have the faith that it would take to move mountains. And I pray for the people that we served in the Philippines, our brothers and sisters that helped, that you will continue to bless them and, and show them your love every day and help them to know that we here in San Diego, that, that we are supporting them and that we are praying for them. Lord, be with everyone here and I pray that you will touch everyone's heart as to, as to how you want us to live our lives in service for you every day. This is my prayer in Jesus' name, amen.